What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of In the Trenches, and this is episode 21, and we're doing it a little bit different today. Uh, we are on Zoom with Gary and Elliot. Gary, Elliot, how you guys doing today? What's up? Good. You're good? Yeah, so if you're listening on podcast form um, and the audio kind of sounds a little bit different, the reason why is because all three of us have AirPods in and uh, it's not the normal setup, so... But yeah, we're just trying this out today, going to do it a little bit different so you guys can see um, Elliot's beautiful mustache and uh, Gary's beautiful face and then me. Um, So yeah, it's going to be a a good episode. And uh, I just want to jump straight into this because last week or the last episode that we had posted, it was with um, Solomon and we talked about the joys of summer camp and all that fun stuff. And that was technically episode 20. And uh, we were talking about how crazy it is the fact that we are now on 20 episodes now 21 episodes of in the trenches and we were kind of sitting back thinking like man we just this was just a spur of the moment idea like hey let's we should do a podcast in the middle of covid and here we are now and i just want to ask you guys like what are some of your guys favorite moments that we've gotten to do in uh within the trenches like favorite moments on the show or on yeah, the podcast? Yeah, favorite moment. Yeah, podcast. Um, even things that weren't said on the podcast. Like for me, some of my favorite moments is the stuff that nobody even saw. <laughs> yeah, some of the conversations that take place in between and after or before or even <laughs> secretly while we're actually recording. So probably the most memorable was the one with Angie because we were acting like we were 12 years old. <laughs> Yeah, that one was yeah. pretty. If yeah, if Angie wasn't on the podcast that week, it would have uh, just would have been a full train wreck. <laughs> My favorite moments are definitely um, all the episodes you guys recorded without me. Those are uh, always going to be special to me. Um, that you guys know. I, um, yeah, probably just. I think it's been super helpful. Maybe not for anyone else, but just for me, like getting to do this during COVID and getting to spend time with you guys. And I'm a verbal processor. So like getting to talk some things out, I listen back and I'm just like, man, why do they let me on this? There are definitely way better people to be doing this thing, but I have a good time doing it and uh, getting to say some stupid stuff. Definitely the joke about Joey on episode 18 that's pretty good, bro. Like that's a, if I'm remembered for anything, I think that that's a good legacy to, to lead. Yeah, no, that, that joke uh, got a lot of uh, feedback. I don't know if I ever told you that, but like multiple people texted me about that one specific joke and just like how far that joke went. So kudos how to you. How far? Bro. That was not that far. It's just clever. It wasn't very clever like that. I'm not hating on that joke at all because it was a good joke. Um, I will say that. So, Joey, if you are listening or watching, um, shout out to you. So, you, you get oh, talked about on also, the podcast. Also, sorry, sorry, sorry. Another of my favorite memories are what Gary and I have done uh, to the tourism in Norco, you know? Uh, <laughs> the, the yeah, image that we painted of Norco as a community and people from Norco. People are wanting Lord to go Lord, and brother. like uh, dude ranch trips and stuff now because of us. <laughs> they have those yeah. here. So if you guys do want to do that, they, they are a real. Thing. Oh, we know they got them there, brother. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Yeah, you guys have uh, for sure painted a picture uh, of Norco that is forever in my mind now, probably forever in the listeners' minds, too. But um, yeah, man, episode 21 and just all the episodes in between has been crazy. 
um, and, and fun, but for sure, some of the moments that were my favorite is stuff that they kind of said off, uh, off the air, but um, also just being able to get different people from just different backgrounds and different walks of life on that, on the um, show has been like amazing to me. I feel like um, people from AG, people from not AG, it's been, it's been really cool. Um, but uh, what I want to do though is, um, if you guys are listening, um, this past I think two weeks ago, we uh, Gary at Cornerstone led a um, just a kind of a gathering called Lead Local, and um, it was an amazing time. We talked about it on the podcast a few different times, and Ellie got to um, lead one of the breakouts. Obviously, Gary hosted it, and uh, I just want to kind of get your guys' feedback on that because to me personally, I went to Lead Local just as an attendee. And um, there was a lot that I got out of it. I took two of our um, kind of youth directors with me and they got a lot out of it. And uh, I just want to kind of get your guys' feedback. What were some of your guys' favorite um, things that were shared um, at Lead Local? And uh, Elliot, you cannot say your breakout. Lead Local, I mean, just to meet some of the, the youth pastors that came that I've never met before. Um, a lot of guys outside of our network. And so that was cool to, to meet them and connect with them. Elliot and I are going to an event tomorrow night. Um, for a youth pastor named Ben Graves that we I never even heard of before and, and I should have because he's killing it up in Carlsbad and so it's good to just get to meet some some new faces that's dope yeah I always just love the connection um, I think there was some really good things said uh, especially like in the sessions uh, I think Jake Fuquay probably was my favorite session he killed it uh, but I like going to those things, even if all the sessions were lame and I didn't get one thing out of it all. I just love getting to hang out with people, get to see people like Heather and James, uh, who just at all these events always get to see and connect with. And yeah, it's just one of my favorite things for that reason. Uh, and Corey's lab had more people than mine. So I was a little bit hurt and, uh, yeah, just bitter about the whole thing, but God still moved in in mysterious ways. <laughs> um, I know even Corey brought out like papers that he had printed out for his group. I know, so bro. That's probably why, dude. Like he's just doing too much, bro. He brought papers. Come on. Also, though, my lab ended on time. Obviously, Corey's did not, uh, and so <laughs> I will just say that my my lab ended on time. Corey's kept going for hours and hours. Hours and hours. Um, I think some of the cool, I mean, there's like two like really cool parts for lead local. I think one was feed, um, being able to just hear the resources that feeds pushing out and um, some of the stuff that they haven't even released yet that's coming out that I think is going to be really like game changing for youth pastors and youth leaders. Um, and another one was Justin Knowles, um, Justin Knowles from Sandals. That dude killed it. Uh, I think why, the reason why is because I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm in the same position because that dude has 13 campuses that he oversees and like that generation's kind of style. I have two and a half. Um, but just some of the stuff that he said. And wait, 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 wait. And a half? What is your half campus? It's it, yeah, we because two. I say two and a half because we it was a church plant with Dylan and uh, we have kids going on over there, but we don't have youth yet. And so I say oh. two and a half because kids and youth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I like that. It, was, it just came to my mind too, two and a half. It just, I'm going to roll with that one now. But um, to hear what he does with his team and to hear the kind of leadership that uh, he instills into um, all of his campus directors for kids and youth was uh, was really cool to see. 
I also love that, Elliot, you, you froze super heavy right there with your big old smile on the screen. Can you edit, <laughs> um, can you edit Zoom? I need to know for what I'm saying, because I know you could edit uh, other things, but I don't know if you're able to edit Zoom audio. I'm about to leave that in there. Uh, <laughs> yes, I could edit Zoom stuff, so you, you feel free to- Will you forget? You can we talk about how, how many times you have forgot, we've talked about like, oh, I'm gonna edit that out, and then there's oh. just in the middle of one of the episodes, a door being opened or something like that. Yeah, no, that one, that you hear that's probably that should that should have been brought up in like what our favorite moments were it's just all the moments that i've missed to edit out i look at the audio and i'm like man i know i need to cut the in beginning i need to cut the end but like the middle stuff i'm like i don't want to like sit here and have to listen to 40 minutes of our conversation again where i have to sit there and have to like edit all that stuff out so i kind of just skimmed through and yeah i left out a few different things make but. robert do it bro <laughs> oh, this is important podcast information. Oh, Robert oh, is off of the market as of this episode. You know, who yeah. know when this comes out, who knows? That <laughs> dating In game is. Days. Hey, it could be. Uh, th- I will say this: I am notorious for like bringing up to somebody confidently. Hey, how is so and so? How's your boyfriend? How's your girlfriend? And almost every single time they were broken up. So um, I don't know if that is a spiritual gifting or a curse, but as of this episode, Robert, our sound engineer, has a girlfriend. He does. He does. He does. So the yes, he oddest is couple I've ever seen. <laughs> why? Why do you say that? And I know this is way off topic, but I want to. I want to hear your. Your reasoning because I know them because I know them they look good together but I know their personalities and I would have never thought that they would uh date but I feel like we should do do an episode on that of like because it happens all the time people that are leaders dating each other and then breaking up and then dating somebody else like I feel like that'd be a very in, informational uh episode to do um but that is not our episode today today um we kind of want to talk about this the concept of the world seems to be opening back up. Like we're getting ready to do summer camp, which we're super stoked about. Um, the governor said June 14th, I think, or June 13th, like um, the California is opening up. We can actually go sit down at a restaurant now and enjoy a meal together. And the movies are open. Like all these things are opening up. And I feel like that is going to open the door for a lot of our students um, to either get themselves in trouble or find themselves in a situation that they don't want to really be in. Um, especially as summer comes back and summer's going to be here. There's not going to be school. All these different elements are getting added into the factor. And so I want to talk about um, as youth leaders and youth pastors, what are some areas, what are some topics that we should bring up in our youth ministry or even one-on-one conversations with students as it seems like the world is opening up so they can kind of create boundaries in their own life to make sure that they don't find themselves um, going into summer thinking that it's just like free game in a sense and they find themselves getting hurt. I know it's kind of a broad topic and a broad question, but I feel like this is something that as youth leaders and youth pastors, um, we should really bring up and have a conversation with about with our students. I mean, so much of it depends on your lead pastor and what they're kind of where they're at. And I mean, that really is going to dictate how you can do youth ministry going forward for obviously for us 
um, we're going back to normal. Like we're, we're going back to, obviously we've been through some things and we've experienced things and we've learned some new things, but I, I'm ready to see our youth ministry get back on track as far as, I mean, we really already have with, um, with how many students we're having, social distancing, all that. I would say we're more back to normal than looking like we're in a pandemic. Yeah, same for us. Uh, we're in that zone as well. Um, and I mean, to your point, like about students getting into trouble, I mean, we had students getting into trouble during the pandemic. And like that is sort of like the age old story, right? Of like that, that's part of our job is to help students navigate this and not just like keep them out of trouble. Like, I really don't like thinking of being a youth pastor is like helping students avoid trouble I think we're helping students find purpose and like those two things go together because um, like when you realize you're called to something greater or you know for myself even in like 10th grade realized that what God had for me was so much better than what the world had to offer it changed my perspective of everything that the world had to offer. And so I think, yeah, if we're thinking of it in terms of like, oh, how do we help, you know, how do we put up these guardrails or, you know, if we're just doing events as alternatives to parties, you know, it's like, let's do something on Friday night so the kids don't go to a party. It's, I just feel like that is um, missing the point a little bit. Cause we, you know, Paul Reed preached at camp a few years back. We're called to, thrive not survive and I think too many students and even youth pastors have this survival mentality of like I just need to get these students through high school I just need to make sure they don't get pregnant or you know whatever and we set the bar so low when God has so much greater in store above and beyond what we could even dream or imagine and so I think uh yeah, that should be your mindset. Don't don't let this create fear in you or, you know, like, oh, no, it's opening back up. The, the kids are going to be able to go and do things again. It's just like, well, do we believe that what God has for us is real and good and uh, genuine or not? Because I think mm -hmm. if it is, then let's keep doing what we were doing before, during and after the pandemic of presenting truth that can like change these students' lives. Yeah, dude. No, that, that, that's super good. And I think like you even said, like the whole idea of like surviving or are we thriving, um, I think is huge. And I think that's even just as we do jump into like that summertime mode, um, we've all seen the, the drop off in numbers. I feel like during summertime, people going on vacation and all that stuff. And I think that's like just an encouragement in itself is like, are we surviving or are we thriving? Like, are we, are we leading the students that we have right now in the direction that God wants us to go through? And I think that's super good. Um, I know, I know for us at our, at our youth group, um, we're doing this series called next chapter. And um, I think that is super important because these students, as they get ready to go off into college and they get ready to go off into essentially the next chapter of their, their life. Um, and with, on top of that, everything seeming to kind of going back to normal, it's like, how are we going to enter into that next chapter? Because I think at times too, like God's calls, God's calling us to thrive for sure, but God's also calling us to enter into like the next season of life, this next, um, next chapter in a sense. Um, 
with new wing doing it in a different way and we've talked about that throughout the entire podcast as like the world does open up like we can't go back to the same way we can't go back to doing things the same old same old um and i think that's so evident right now and especially within even within our students lives um for them to be able to do that and for them to be able to thrive i think um but i want to i want to talk to the the idea that since kind of things are opening back up um obviously we have summer camp coming up but I think these students are, are super hungry um, on top of what we do during midweek services. And so with summer camp, um, is there anything else that you guys right now, and I know this is for each, each individual's context, um, but is there anything you guys are doing right now for your youth that maybe you're planning for, um, getting ready for, not just to make sure that the kids don't go out and party on a Friday night, but um, for you guys, like build growth that maybe um, we can encourage some youth pastors and youth leaders with. I know we're bringing Summer Wars back. So we launched Summer Wars in June and uh, bringing that back for uh, this year and, and excited about that. We're putting some good stuff together for it. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. That's dope. Yeah. Same, same exact thing. We, we call it e-games. And so it's essentially just, summer competition camp type vibes um and the cool thing is we bleed it in i know gary does the exact same thing bleed it into not just our tuesday night service but you know do some like takeovers as like restaurants and places open up we're able to actually gather um at spots and so we're just looking in with our team really my team's planning a lot of it because uh well you know just the way it needs to happen uh and anyways they are putting some really cool stuff together beach trips we're in orange county so i mean i'm you know not trying to flex but that's something that we get to do that's awesome just those events and again the what is the what's your motivation for those events i don't think doing events is bad we should and we should definitely be taking advantage of it uh, even if you're not like an event oriented group you should do something um because it isn't about like i think we often think of events as like that alternative you know of like oh we need to do this so they don't do that you know we're not the yeah. boys and girls club we're not a babysitting service this isn't just like to get them out of the streets it's like presenting them with life and Sometimes the most powerful things don't have to have worship and a message at them. It's just the relationships you're building. Sometimes you're just, you know, having fun, taking some students out. Uh, just we're encouraging leaders to do that too, to just take initiative. We're going to plan some events, but creating a culture of relationships and of connection um, is just huge for us. And, and sometimes too, it's, this is the next phase of, of edu. I've been talking with our team about it because I'm moving into something newer, um, which I think we could talk about on another episode or whatever. But I've been talking with our core team and I believe like the next phase for our youth ministry is getting our students involved in serving. I know uh, Gary has that happen really well at Cornerstone. I don't know how you guys are with it at your guys's church but for us we're not great at it and i think that we've created a good culture of relationships on tuesday nights but i wanted to go past there and not just in the sense of like let's go get coffee let's go get lunch that's great but realizing that like we can build relationships while we're serving you know we just recently launched like a wednesday night 
kids club sort of thing. Um, and Tommy, one of my core leaders is, is running it. And he's using some of our junior high and high school students to help, uh, you know, be leaders for him. And it's just been awesome. And I'm seeing what's happening there. So even throughout this summer, uh, that's a huge goal and like motivation for us. It's not just doing some like cool, fun events, but realizing like, oh, hey, we can have all our junior high boys have signs and be our welcome team on Sunday morning. And now they're here on Sunday morning. And it's just like, it's a cool opportunity to cultivate uh, relationships, you know? Yeah, no, I think that that's super dope. And I know, and I don't want to jump into it too much, but because um, I know we have planned on like kind of talking about a, an episode where we, take what our students from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights and transitioning them to Sunday mornings and how we can do that. But I think that is so key and so like um, needed, especially for more so like the high school, the high school seniors, juniors, and even sophomores, because as they do get ready to like graduate from um, youth ministry, it's like, that's where you see that drop off. And if we get them plugged into Sunday morning services now, it's like, that's just a win for them once they do, in a sense, like move out of the, um, the range of youth ministry and be able to go into uh, Sunday morning services, which I think is super dope. But also there's something you said, Elliot, that you said that um, being in OC, you guys are able to do beach trips and that's the beauty about it. I didn't know that only churches in OC are allowed to go to the beach. Oh, I mean, you guys could go on a fishing trip or something, I guess, uh, go hunting. I guess. I don't know what you guys do. Go wrangle fact, some cattle. <laughs> Fun fact, I had a student last night ask me if I wanted to go on a hunting trip with him. And I'm like, bro, we still live in like California. Like it's, it's funny to see the, uh, the demographic, the different demographic that we have. We have the beach boys. We have the Norco kids that are super redneck. And then we have the cool popular kids that dress all fancy and whatnot. Um, but, but we don't have any liberals because I don't let them at our, our youth group. I think it's a good season, too, for youth groups who maybe have uh, struggled getting kids out for events to start bringing, trying it again, because especially from what we've been through, I think they're going to see a lot more um, kids come out to things that just because they, they want to get out, they want to do something. Um, you know, I think we're seeing that with camp signups that kids are ready where they want to do stuff. So don't, don't hesitate maybe just because when you planned events in the past, you didn't get the numbers you, you were hoping for um, to stop doing it, but keep giving it a shot. Yeah. That's good. I think that, yeah, I think that that's super good. Um, like you said, it's like maybe even like the numbers of the, the past times they didn't, they weren't what we wanted, but I feel like now it's going to be huge. I even think too, like last night we, we officially like we were hinting like, Hey, summer camp's coming, summer camp's coming. And uh, we kind of threw out the dates that we're shooting for. And like, dude, there were so many students that signed up for it. And I think just like what you said, Gary, it's like they're hungry for something else. Like Wednesday nights, Tuesday night services, they're amazing and they're great. But I think that extra, that extra push is going to be super big for our students. Um, but as well, we do, we... also, sorry, uh, no, good. I hate, I hate this Zoom thing, bro. Because like usually I could just cut in, but then there's like the lag or whatever. It's all good. Yeah. But um, I was going to say, I don't know the demographic for every youth ministry, but I know for us, um, we have so many kids that came in after, or like even during that are new and mm -hmm. aren't like, 
they don't even know what summer camp is and they're, they're excited for it. But like, so I'm saying to Gary's point too, you may be like, well, we tried events. Nobody went. I, if, if your demographic is anything like ours, there's a ton of new people who haven't ever experienced this type of stuff before. Like we're doing our summer wars and most of these kids don't even really know what it is. We still have like core students who have been here, you know, that can really help with that culture of like, no, 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 this is, this is dope. It's going to be fun. But there's still a ton of kids who've never experienced it before. Um, and like, that's the beauty of youth ministry. You may have just had a season where you had kids who were just too cool. And now you got some new junior hires who are going to be hyped out of their minds that you're playing dodgeball, you know? And so it's just sort of like, yeah, just give it a shot and, and then do what works. Don't do, um, I know we're all about like context here, but, but it's true. If you see Gary's group doing all these sort of events, it's because he knows that they work for his group. Like, you know, your group, you know, your group's culture, do what works, but be relational this summer. Don't just do the bare minimum of like, we did service and that's it. Like do stuff, you know, um, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be expensive, but you know, be doing stuff. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's super solid. Um, just in general, like even like I'll even speak to like our context, like in the past, like our, our summer camp numbers haven't been the best. Like they, like students are like, Oh, like summer camp, this should be kind of fun, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so we get a few students that would show up, but dude, like last night when we like threw that out there, like the same thing, like Elliot, you're saying, I'm sure it's the same thing with Gary too. It's like we have a lot of different students from the start of COVID to now. Um, and which is really cool, but they're like also like just super hyped for summer camp. And I think like you said, it's like all of us are just in, in, in different seasons and stuff. Some stuff works in certain seasons and some stuff doesn't work in other seasons. And so um, it's just kind of, it's that trial and error. I feel like that's just ministry. It's like, it's trial and error. Is this going to work? Is it not going to work? But the thing is, is like, are we doing it at the end of the day? It's like, we won't know until we do it. Um, and I think that's just super solid, but yeah, man feels good to, to jump back on the uh, podcast, even though it's in a different form today um, and just be able to talk to you guys, see you guys and actually have um, some recording that we can throw on um, on YouTube for the first time. I just like, be- uh, I like being in the room. It's, it's def- I, there's no golden mic. So I feel less important. Uh, and the lights aren't turning off mid-conversation. There's just a lot of weird things that aren't happening. So I feel like out of my element. Yeah, that, that's the other stuff that everyone doesn't see is how the lights shut off midway through the, um, the podcast. <laughs> no, it's weird. And then, and then Charlie claps and then Otis Redding comes on. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and candles. Oh. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> oh, oh. dude man man okay well with that being said let's wrap this episode up um thank you guys so much for uh tuning in or um, watching either on youtube or listening on the podcast today uh this is episode 20 of in the trenches elliot man 21 so 21 21 <laughs> thanks thanks for that uh the reminder i looked down at my notes right now and it said 20 and that's why i got all confused but elliot you were there to save the day like always there you go um uh, but elliot dude thanks for being here man 
Gary. Yes. It's always a pleasure. Yes. So, um, again, guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. And uh, we will catch you on the next podcast. Might be on Zoom. Might also still be on the podcast forms. But other than that, we love you guys. And we will see you next time.